spat on. What's up, dude? Hanging in there, brother. Hanging. Dude, we're hanging in there. We're back in the gym. Yeah, you are. Yeah, what about yourself? I'm still being a bad boy. Being a bad boy? I'm being, I'm being an internet bad boy right now. I'm You're not being in- naughty. Yo! Now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites, bigots, and all you weak ass phonies that never really rebels, only survivors, their gods, their masters, and no loyalty to the fucking going to the gym i need really need to get back into it I yeah just... i went monday tuesday i skipped this morning i took lewis on a walk oh there you go but That's um something dude just like you said though you warned me you were like yeah when you take some time off and then you go back you get way more sore yeah, than you'd ever it's been rough it's a little rough uh yeah i dude i'm i'm just i don't know i th- like i keep saying like oh yeah i think i'm out of my funk <sighs> but it's just like there's some kind of there's something still going on i don't know what it is i can't figure it out I think come, it's come back with me to the JCC, bro. I might have to. Let's go in know. the morning. I need to get motivated to go. It's just you're coming with, with me in the morning with the dog. Yeah, tomorrow maybe we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll be that annoying friend though that's going to text you at four a.m. I'll do not do that, Jocko style. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> I'm going to Facetime you with a Jocko deep fake filter, <laughs> <laughs> just breathing loudly and yelling good into the jelking. Are you tired? Jelking and saying good over and over. Yes. Yeah, dude. That's exactly it's, right. Eating my bowl of rocks. Your bowl of nails and rocks. Yeah. He's Well, I did some I did some squats, got back into it. And you know, we talk about uh variation mm-hmm. and and muscle surprise and shit like that. So I've been eyeing this hip abductor machine. Okay. It's an abductor inductor. It's basically like a grown man's thigh master. Yeah. 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 And, and I've been eyeing it, and, and finally I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get on it. Give this thing a whirl. So I did. I can't remember the weight, like 70, 90, nothing crazy. But, you know, I was repping it, did some sets. And, like, when I first started doing it, bro, my legs were shaking. Oh, yeah. No, those, like, inner thigh muscles, that shit, like, like when you're working them, it's it's rough. And it, and I think it's because they're smaller muscles, and you don't work your groin in that area as yeah, much. Yeah, especially if you're not doing a whole lot of, like, super flexibility stuff. Yeah, because I've been focusing on squatting and my form and, and leg extensions and working big muscle groups. And I finally got on that, like, dude, I'm two days later, and, like, my balls and, like, that whole area is <laughs> yeah, just so just, fucking yeah. sore, dude. Ground zero, dude. Yeah, yeah, starting <laughs> fresh. So I'm like, yeah, definitely need to start working some more hip and mobility shit in. yeah that's the big one i've always like i'm really interested in the mobility stuff there's a few people i follow that are really big on it like they post stuff every day yeah like, doing super flexible crazy shit and i'm like man that would be cool because like you're talking to a guy who like got a 13 on the sit and reach you know what i'm saying <laughs> i was like i have i was in high school i was like poor flexibility fat kids sit and reach yeah numbers. like could not do it could not <laughs> fucking do it dude like it was like i almost like my gym teachers were like what the fuck like he can't even even get past 13 like what the fuck is wrong with him <laughs> this kid's gonna be fucked when he gets older <laughs> was, was this kid a test tube baby what is wrong like, he's what? world's fair child who is he <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> dude, <laughs> just sprung out of the ground like an orc uh, but yeah like so i've always been had terrible mobility you know like i have root my shoulder is 
I have a, like a ropey muscle on the bottom of my left shoulder. Tell me more. That's like in the wrong place. Oh shit! Like it like sits wrong. It's because it's always like I mean it's like you can feel it. It feels like there's a bar across the back of my shoulder. It's weird as fuck, dude. And like I don't know. Like I've tried everything. It's always hurting me. Like that's kind of part of why I haven't been going because it like it, yeah. like right now I'm in pain. Just sitting here. Well, I'm sure you're a freak. Yeah, and I don't feel great. <laughs> you're deformed. Yeah. So I don't know how you've managed to get through life this far. I mean, neither, dude. Being so horrendously I'm deformed. Tr- I'm just a trooper, dude. <laughs> I'm just a trooper. I'm just out here struggling every day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know struggle. I might be white, but I know struggle. Go and get you a placard. Yeah, I need an award for this. I need an award for making. I'm talking. I'm going to get you a. Um, we're going to scam the welfare office, and we're going to get you a handicaps parking thing. That would be tight. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then when someone's like, you don't look handicapped, you're like, not all disabilities are visible, ma'am. Yeah. What are you saying? Are you, are you, are you, uh, trying to like deny my <laughs> lived experience here? I'm a fucking freak, dude. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. I got an extra muscle. It doesn't even sit right. What the fuck do you know, lady? Do you want me to chase you back to your car? <laughs> I'll fucking do it right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's so frustrating sometimes though, man. It's like, I'll get to this one range of motion and then all of a sudden it, you, I, I hear something like and then i'm just like oh it's like it feels like somebody jabbed a screwdriver in the back of my neck damn bro you need to stretch dude that's you don't stretch enough i know that's the thing of yours you, t- yeah. you tell me you don't stretch yeah, i definitely don't and it's gonna be your <laughs> undoing it didn't the thing is this injury set in while i wasn't going to the gym yeah that's when it happens because yeah. you weren't moving it yeah you weren't moving it it wasn't getting limber yeah. Wasn't staying warm and mobile and flexible. Dude, when you go slug mode and just start sitting down playing fucking Tarkov for 16 um, hours. Mountain Blade Bannerlord 2, sir. Not Tarkov. <laughs> oh, we've graduated? We've moved on. <laughs> I have a new girlfriend now. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll have to talk about it on the next Lifting in the Ruins. Oh, yeah. So I can hear all about it and live vicariously through you and not <laughs> actually play it. Not have, to, not have to have fucking... Exactly. I would love to go through... I think that might be a good segment on Lifting the Ruins. Go through my Steam... Uh, library and tally up just how much money I've spent on Steam, and and realistically, like how many you've never even played. Like That's you should a, count, and it tells you that it tells you unplayed oh, games God. in your library. Unplayed games, yeah. it just sits there, it, haunts you. Yep. Folder of like forty games. It's a graveyard, dude. Yeah. It's a fucking graveyard. Like, here's three hundred dollars. You'll never <laughs> get back. Yeah, pretty much. It's unfortunate. I don't like thinking about it too much. Can we stop talking about this? Um, <laughs> but, well, yeah, I've I've been doing some um. Some realizing this week. I've realized a few things. What have you realized? Well, for one, since we got these cameras, I realized I am boring as fuck to talk to when I get way too high. I was watching the video really? and I like <laughs> you think that? No, just to watch. Like I was watching the video and every time it cut to me, like I was in the same exact pose, just See, like well, staring I'm at you. I'm the exact opposite. I'm fidgeting the whole time. I'm like over here like this, dude. Like You got too like, much ADD I was going editing on. It and I'm just like why am I not sitting still? <laughs> like, I'm always, like, touching something or doing See, we're the yin and the yang, though. Yeah, this is like, why this show works. Like, two koi fish sucking each other off. Well, another thing that I've realized, one of my other realizations, not only am I boring as fuck to watch, um, dude, I have just been spurging way too much lately. Yeah? I just feel, I feel like a spurg. Like, you know when you, like, and this I'm is a spurg cast. I know it's a spur cast, dude, and I can't do it to my fiance, so I have to come down here and let it all out in like an hour and 20 minutes yeah. with you. Yeah. That's literally the only time I get to do it. So I feel like a fucking, fucking like asshole spaz sometimes because I'm sitting down here and I'm talking over you and I'm like, oh, but dude, oh. actually the frequencies, man, I like 
I do. I think we we do a fair share of interrupting each other. It's it's a give okay. and a take. It's a give Good. and a take. But I do. I realize that like I've just been spurging too much, and it actually like uh, it messes like with with like my outlook and my mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, your like perception of yourself and yeah. And yeah. you know what? I think I I just want to like kind of moving forward. Like I definitely think I want to take more of like a producer role yeah. with this. Like. Uh, I'm going to try my hardest, like, you know, to be getting the studio good with mm-hmm. some visuals. Maybe we can start doing some overlays. That's pretty good. We got, you got a guitar on the wall. Right now. You know, it's like, we're doing good. <laughs> well, I meant, I meant mostly, too, just with overlays and graphics. Right. You know, we had talked about uh, camera cutting and editing and all this shit, uh, which right now, wherever the fucking camera is that's looking at me. <laughs> which one's looking at you? <laughs> you can watch these episodes on our Patreon for a buck. Yeah, what kind of freak only listens to audio only? What's wrong with you people? Yeah, right? Like, what Just kind kidding. of... Just kidding. We love you. We, we talk about slugs all day who sit at their computer and we're like, yeah, sit down and watch us. You better. Mm, sit down and look at us. Give us, our, give us your money. <laughs> no, Dude, it's only a buck. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, look, it's not for everybody. I fucking get it. Yeah. Like, I, a lot of times, too, like when I'll put on, like video podcasts like i'm rarely actually watching them sure. you know you're mostly just listening to them anyway yeah, you might glance over get a reaction right but uh yeah all, all this i think from here on here on out we're gonna be doing video casts every week for a buck on the yeah. patreon got some original content coming soon so mm-hmm. stoked on that but yeah i've just i've been doing some realizing yeah and and i realized that i'm i think i kind of want to take more of a producer role with this yeah. you know i'm still gonna show up every week still gonna be here still gonna be spurging at times of course but i can do a nice uh opening monologue It'll be i think really, i'm gonna be really a, awkward and weird just a more schizophrenic ben avery there you go you know that's not bad yeah that's not a bad move i'm trying to figure out how to get into this stuff without fucking like just being like hey man left turn Let's start talking about it. <laughs> well, I didn't even give you a bull hit yet. Oh, God, yeah. That's I'm, the crazy part. I'm all cracked out on coffee right now. That's your problem. That's Maybe literally we need my to smoke fucking weed. problem. Hold on. That's right. actually literally my fucking problem. All right, I'm going to wind you up yeah. I'm a, like a, like yeah. a fucking... Wind you up like a Beyblade and pack a bowl. Hit me with just... a ripcord, dude. Well, what the fuck is uh, this shit you sent me? Okay, well, I feel like right now is a good time to kind of revisit Ukraine, personally. Um, only because... There's been a lot of crap that's happened in the past few days there that's very absurd and interesting. And, like, we're sitting closer to, like, nuclear annihilation than we ever have before. Like, planetary nuclear destruction. Maybe not, like, that severe. Maybe that's kind of, like, hyperbolic and kind of, you know, a little extreme. But it seems certainly... I mean, even the president has said that himself, you know, in recent days. So, that being said, like... The rhetoric that's coming out from, like, people like Zelensky and just, like... Michael Scott. My, yeah, my, the shit that's coming from Michael Scott right now. Good Lord. <laughs> like, you know, there's the, he's like, he, the other day they had to walk back some statements he made because he put out a thing calling for like preemptive nuclear strikes, which is what's up on the screen right now. He was like, we need, you need to, you can't wait till the nukes drop to do something about it. You need to like hit them now, which is insane. This insane little goblin that runs that country over wait, there. Just the logic behind that though, isn't a preemptive nuclear strike just a nuclear strike yeah that's all it is like they're dressing no, no, no. it up you don't like... understand when the good guys do it it's a preemptive nuclear strike oh. when the good when the when good guys tm does it it's a preemptive strike but when the bad uh, guys okay. do it it's just evil they're just trying to kill everyone i see so if we get in there and do what they're gonna do to us before First. before they do it to us yes that's a good thing 
That's how it works now. That's how the NATO rules work. I think I'm following. You're, yeah, that's I think how the NATO, I'm, okay. how the NATO rules I think work, I'm getting dog. this. That's how it okay. works. You know? All right. The NAFO rules? The NAFO rules. I Dude, that was like, I didn't know. I saw the term NAFO thrown around the other day. I didn't know what it was. So I looked it up and it turns out it's just a like self-realized shill group for NATO. <laughs> that's all it is, which I think is like one of the weakest, most like spineless positions you could possibly hold. I mean... I don't even understand the idea of like shelling for global hegemony. Like, I, sure, shelling for Russia is kind of fucking retarded too. Don't get me wrong, which is not what we're doing right now. I just want to preface that. Not what we're doing. Um, I think I can be critical of something without being a Russia supporter, which is the kind of the whole dumbest thing with this propaganda shit around it. Is that if you say anything critical of the current regime or like the march to bloody war that we're going to right now, like World War Three is on its way right now. Well, it's that ultimate polarization we talk about week to week where it's like if you're not with us you're against us it's it, and the most they, stupid fucking thing it all i think about with this russia ukraine conflict is that uh south park episode where they vote between the giant douche and the turd sandwich oh yes i mean at some point some people just have to be like no to either of you like i'm i'm yeah. done i'm backing no, out I've, i do not consent i don't want any part of this and i think that's kind of where we fall of being like just because we criticize one side or the other does not mean we automatically endorse the opposite yeah. and you know i can sit here and do all the russia criticizing i need to but i like i don't have to because it's all been said you know sure putin's not a good guy like it's not like He's not saving the world, saving the West, like some of these retards think or something. You know, he doesn't give a shit Buddy about it. But he banned porn. It's about Russian supremacy. Like, he's he's fighting for his own country's interest. It has nothing to do with, like, saving the world. It never would have. It's a, it's, it's, it's a country just like America that's run by rich oligarchs. Like, let's not sit here and pretend that it's not two sides of the same fucking coin here. They're just using Ukraine as a fucking proxy to duke it out, which is, like, the stupidest fucking thing. Because it puts all those people in Ukraine's lives in danger. You know, it's they're 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 playing with the now now that was just the initial problem, but now we're playing with the entire like stability of the world at this point. Now they've upped the game. You know, that's they've ratcheted the game up to that now. You know, a few months ago, I wouldn't have really like said those things. I said like, hey, we're sitting pretty close to nuclear war now. I never would have thought that. Right. I was like, oh, Putin's just doing what he did in 2014. They're going in there and taking land that they that they have some belief that can be argued that the people who live there. Uh, want to be part of Russia and a lot of people argue that they don't and again invading a sovereign nation is invading a sovereign nation no matter how you paint it even if the people think they're ethnic Russians which is why we don't condone it that's why I don't give a shit yeah like yeah. I don't condone it I think it's bad but as a critique of what's going on and watching this like weird NATO Russia like old school Cold War blood feud that should have died years ago that's only being held up to keep the military industrial complex rolling because we've gotten out of Iraq, we've gotten out of Afghanistan. You know, and if you want to talk, like, it's really funny watching them throw this phrase around, like, Putin's illegal war. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck did we do in Iraq and Afghanistan, Libya? Exactly. Syria, we're still doing. We've, like, pretty much co-opted parts of Syria. Well, and then you'll have the people that'll say, okay, well, all you're doing is just pointing out injustice. You know, like, what the fuck? Well, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, what the fuck do we do about it, though? Because that's the thing is, like, you know, people will say, because there's a lot of people that will are, that also agree that, like, they don't like these American interventions yeah. overseas. Like, a lot of lefties are traditionally anti-war, which is why it's so crazy to see them 
kind of support this whole hog and Chilling fall for war. Yeah, and fall for the propaganda so fucking hard. Chilling it makes for no war sense. Just because they have like this Hitler esque figure to kind of focus all their little weird, their weird. Well, I've also at. heard it described as like uh, Ukraine is kind of like America's Israel for Russia. Yes. Where like, you know, that's we kind actually of very good. Yeah. That's... Right. Where we we have used Israel over the past decades as like our proxies <laughs> in the Middle East mm -hmm. and, you know, all the shit we've been involved in over there. And just like you said, we're kind of putting the Middle East on the back burner. We've still got some troops over there. We're still doing whatever. We're still, you know, knocking around. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, all this shift, it's like literally months after Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, months after there's no peacetime. There's no peacetime. We go straight to this. That's because this the fucking whole thing falls apart without some kind of money being juiced in exactly. to those wheels, you know. So now we're in this and they're basically just using Ukraine as their Israel proxy, so to speak, yeah. to Russia. And so that's why we've seen NATO encroachment. <coughs> that's why we've seen Hunter on the board of Burisma. That's why we've seen all these shady backdoor things. Even like, dude, do people not forget that Donald Trump was impeached? over a thing about Ukraine. Like, it is yeah. one of the most corrupt places because everybody who knows just a little bit about history <laughs> will tell you yeah. after fucking, you know, after, like, the Soviet collapse and everything, they just became, like, this cesspool of corruption. Yeah, it's it's the four, it's like the fourth most corrupt nation on the earth. And so now, all of a sudden, we're just supposed to be cool with giving them billions and billions of dollars? Like, it's got to be fucking kickbacks or fleecing or money that laundering. Money or... is being laundered to fuck right now. Of course. That's all it is, is I, money laundering. You know, we talked about a while back about how, like, almost all the child porn and, like, a lot of the human trafficking in that area runs through Ukraine. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they are, are like holding on to servers with some kind of blackmail shit in it. That's just of like course. maybe every, all every Jeffrey Zelensky, Epstein's infos on there. And every time Zelensky's like, "We need more money," they're like, "Shit, we got to give him more fucking money, dude." Right? You know, like I can't even see why. Like I just don't. I don't understand it. Otherwise, it does. Or at least there's a couple other reasons you could pin on it, but it that would be the one thing that I'd be like, "Well, now it makes sense." He, I think at the end of the day, all we're trying to say is like, none of this is organic. Yeah. Every single yeah. thing that you're seeing, even down to these preemptive strikes, mm -hmm. like, you know, we just saw the headline where it's yeah. like Zelensky is calling for a preemptive nuclear strike. Bro, my brother in Christ, that is just a nuclear strike. Yeah. You, now, now you're doing it yeah. just because you're doing it first. But like you said, the good guys are doing it. Yeah. And so they have to ramp up this rhetoric. See, I'm Spurgeon already. I'm already I Spurgeon. I can't stop. But they ramp you're up right, this though. rhetoric <laughs> and they're like, they have to make it. The end of the world. They literally have to make it the end of the fucking world if you don't give us this money. Yeah, and and everything he does is in, it, it, okay. He's an actor, so it's all ramped up dramatics. Like it's it's not anything. It has nothing to do with like. I don't think he even really gives half as much of a fuck as he tries to make everyone think he does. Right. You know, he's their he's their stooge that they put in place, you know, and his whole thing was like anti-corruption, anti this and that, like, you know, fair, free Ukraine. And then like one of the, one of the like first things he did was like ban a bunch of TV channels that were um, like, I guess not pro Ukrainian, or at least by their standards. You know what I'm saying? He, they, they, he's done a bunch of shit. He's banned all of his opposition parties in the country. Like that shit that we fuck other countries up over or like sanction them over. But he's our guy. But he's our guy. Yeah. It's, so it's, just... it's basically it's us doing it. Everything that happens over there 
you can basically like every headline you read, you can just take the word Ukraine and replace it with America. Yeah. And like, it's all the same interests. It's all the same money. It's all the same bullshit just being recycled day in and day out, which is why, you know, dude, it really is hard to have opinions on things these days. Yeah. Like that's another realization I realized. This is the realizations episode. Dude, I'm j- I've just been realizing the fuck out of life. W- wide open realized. But I realized that like literally nothing surprises me. Yeah. No, I'm not really too shocked by too much anymore these days. You know, cuz there's a lot of shows out there and YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff that's like it's conspiracy stuff that's designed to scare you just yeah. like the media does. And right. people fall prey to that. And that's why, like, a lot of conspiracy stuff is really sensational and emotional because it's foundational. You yeah. know, it shakes your your foundation of your reality to your core. So, you know, we get caught up in these echo chambers and shit, but there's, like, a type of conspiracy content that's being made for people that are, like, waking up and mm-hmm. just realizing. And they're, like, getting all this information. And they're, like, whoa. And they're, like, surprised. Like, can you fucking believe that the Supreme Court, da-da-da? Can you yeah. fucking believe that the CIA? I'm, like, like literally. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I do not get surprised by anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of why I've just, I feel like I've been so checked out. I don't really, like, read the news, watch the news, keep up with stuff. I'm just really focused on my family now. Because I feel like I've kind of been there, done that with the whole, like, nothing outrages me. I'm post-outrage. Oh, nothing outrages. Yeah, me. Yeah, well, I guess I guess I feel that sentiment like I don't get outraged by it. It's more just one of those things where I'm like, well, this is interesting for sure. You know, it's like a fascination. thing. You're it's a noticer. This, it's this. Yeah, I'm a noticer. I'm the, I'm the worst kind of guy. <laughs> you're a noticer. I'm a realizer. You're, yeah. <laughs> so you're autism. I'm I have no fucking clue. I see, what things, I am. I see things in Matrix code. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been sitting here so long. I know exactly what it is. Redhead, blonde black you know <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking uh it's definitely i feel that i do feel that sentiment quite a bit you which know? also by the way uh quick interjection did yeah. you know that cypher the actor that played cypher was uh in sopranos yes oh <laughs> uh, what was his name the guy with the middle part i feel i can't richie was it richie he was no i don't know he was such a piece of shit he was the worst guy he was everybody worst, hated him yeah he was terrible he was such a piece of shit but i remember Watching Sopranos and then going back and watching Matrix and being like, that's fucking the whatever. dipshit. It's the fucking dipshit. It's Johnny Bag of Donuts. Yeah, right. <laughs> but so back, like back on track here, you know, I just, like we're looking at the NAFO thing right now. And it's the North Atlantic Fellows Organization. The best name. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. The best name. Is it, honestly, it's not very creative, but yeah. I'm sad we didn't think of it first. Yeah, we could the North American Fellows podcast. But, um, you know, it, they sit, it, like their whole mission thing, it's a play on NATO. Uh, let's see, it's an internet meme. There's like, I saw some pic of a guy, like my first experience with it is I saw a pic of a guy in a NAFO shirt, and he's like, I'm outside the Russian embassy in Germany bringing NAFO energy to them. And I'm like, God, you're weird. Why would, why? I don't know. It's like this weird need to get. I don't understand people's desire with this conflict to like be in. Like, if you're not like a war fighter who's going to go on the ground, like, why are you so fucking involved in it? So you feel capital. like you have to. Yes, it's yeah. social. I'm gonna get so many likes. The the so many goddamn likes. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna like, be so cool if you support the thing, dude. It would be very cool if you supported the thing. Your friends will like you. But um, anytime, I feel like anytime there's like a Wikipedia for a quote unquote 
as they call it, internet meme, mm. that's just code word for PSYOP. Well, Wikipedia is a PSYOP itself. I mean, for sure. And if there's a page on it and they're telling you, like, you know, any anytime you read Project Veritas on Wikipedia, it's like ultra right wing smear group. And, you know, you read yeah, like Patriot like, oh, Front. Cool. It won't tell you that Patriot Front is the feds. It'll yeah. just tell you that they're like, oh, there's ultra right wing problem. Well, that we it need creates to stop. a situation where you'll just associate anything with those buzzwords with bad at that point. You know, kind of like the purpose of predictive programming. A little bit. Like we'll talk about a little later. Yeah. So, yeah, these, you know, it's just a stupid meme that they came up with. But these guys have like, I mean, I'm assuming it's like a swarm of Redditors who have decided this is how I get into the fight. I, I tried my luck over on the on the war forum and they told me I was too skinny to go. So, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of stuff. I no think. shit. I think it's, it's got to be. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, I don't. I don't think I can't think, see it coming. So you think else. it's it's like wannabe soy Rambo's, like yeah. airsoft Rambo's, and that's they're, they're they're like we're information warfare specialists. Oh, they want to be like feds, you know? They're jannies. So they're getting they're getting the NSA apply here ads on the on the banners <laughs> for sure of the yeah. of their fucking pages. And you know, it's just silly. Like in, even like I was talking about before we got going, the fucking Zelensky like hologram they're making like an ar Zelensky hologram can you fuck him i i wish <laughs> that'd be pretty cool you know for a he fact he makes a pretty good pornhub content with that i was about to say someone 100 percent has ported Zelensky into a vr well, there's, fuck machine there's been like deep fake videos of him that came out like during no the shit. conflict it was like soldiers lay down your weapons like telling his people to surrender like someone made like a fake video of him saying that shit like there's been deep fakes of him and it's also funny too which i think is almost like predictive programming this video we couldn't pull it up it was on the mr spook jack Posobiec's thing oh yeah but uh fuck signing into twitter but um it had him and it was like showing him in that little green screen room everyone's probably seen the picture of it at this point where he does all his broadcasts from but still tries to make it look like he's in kiev you know, You're right. or he's in whatever bunker he's in, wherever the fuck he's hiding at. And um, they talking about the technology and how revolutionary it is. And like, we can make him appear in the room and like all these other celebrities are doing messages too of this shit. Like it's fucking, they're introducing like, they're going to start, like I talked about last time, video evidence, not being like even capable of being relied on it's not even credible anymore yeah like nothing is like i'm not taking any of this shit i see of him seriously anymore i'm like they just deep faked it or something like it i know the average person wouldn't look at that and think that but that's what i think when i look at it now yeah you know that's like where my head goes now i'm like yeah so they're never going to put out a real piece of like pro like a real footage of this guy again probably yeah because it's all just controlled like i wouldn't even be surprised if he's like not even anywhere near the ukraine at this point I wouldn't be shocked, you know, because why the fuck would you if they've been threatening to nuke it? Well, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it, I'm post outrage. I'm post outrage. I'm not even I, this doesn't even phase me a little. <laughs> uh, and then the other point I wanted to get to that was the interesting thing. And I think I'd probably leave it after that. Um, the Kerch Bridge to Crimea that got blown up by the suicide bomb over. the. Oh, weekend. I heard about that. That giant bridge. Yeah. So, was it a suicide bomber? Wasn't uh, a drone? Well, there's footage on the bridge that shows a truck going and then all of a sudden, you know, boom. and they Russia claims they released a video where they claim this was a truck at the inspection station before it went across. You know, they checked it or whatever. 
Yeah, um, they checked it all right. And, you know, so initially, though, Ukraine came right out and said it was them. And then that changed to like, oh, no, the Russians did it themselves, like about it, through the middle of the day. Yeah. So they claimed it immediately to be like, because that's how like this blood feud is. They're so quick to want to try and like rub salt in the wound and be like, yeah, that was fucking us, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like that they couldn't control themselves. So I think yeah. what happened was they got a little phone call from the State Department. It was like, hey, do not claim that. We, we helped you out on that one. Do not claim that. We need people to think it was them that did it. That's yeah. the narrative, and they backed off of it almost. Could you imagine being in control of like all these world shaping events and yeah. just like fucking up that bad? Yeah, being like, "Yeah, motherfuckers," and then like someone in the Pentagon is the, just like face palming. Victoria Newland panicked. Yeah, it was, like, was like, "God, oh, I have to call fuck. this fucking retard." Oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, and they had to fucking they, and then they walked back. Like, no, it was actually the Russians. They blew up their own fucking bridge and tried to blame us. How about that? But uh, there's another interesting thing, and this is all a couple different articles and things that tied in from weeks earlier. Um, one of these unmanned... Did you ever see the thing of the unmanned boat that washed up? No. It was like a B... Or I guess like a A UAV, an aquatic... or an un, maybe, No, I guess it'd just be a UAV, an unmanned aquatic vehicle. Um, and it was a boat with like a camera on it, and it looked like this real fast little glider thing. And it was about the size of probably like a little bigger than a kayak, I think. Yeah, a little bigger than a kayak. Right. And one of those washed up like near Odessa somewhere a few weeks ago. No shit. And no one knew like where it came from, who the fuck's it was. The Russians like, we don't fucking have these things. I don't know what the fuck this is. Where did it come from? Yeah. So this gets us to the point. Um, on top of all that, you could also, there's another angle of the bridge that almost shows something that looks like waves under the bridge. Hmm. Like from the keel of the boat as Maybe. it's rolling up. So that's where I'm kind of like, well, maybe one of those on water vehicles did it. But yesterday we have this story leak uh, fr from the gray zone exposed before Ukraine blew up the Kerch Bridge. British spies plotted it. And the reason it's important that it's British spies is that Boris Johnson was the one who showed up there. Remember when he just randomly showed up in Kiev? Yeah. He was there to tell Zelensky to not. They were on the verge of peace talks back when that was going on. And he showed up and told Zelensky not to fucking do peace talks. Like, that, that's, that's a matter of fact. Like, the West has basically broached Ukraine in this position where they're like, hey, guess what? We're going to keep pumping you guys shit. You're going to keep throwing your own men into the grinder. And you're going to do it for us. And don't go fucking peace with them. Like, I don't see why anybody wouldn't want this to stop. Like, At if you're a world point, it's leader. such a cash cow. I know, but, like, I'm saying, like, like, let's give them the benefit of the doubt here, you know, for a second. That... World leaders shouldn't want war to just be ongoing. No, never. Like, you should want it to stop as soon as possible. And it seems that there's no one who wants this momentum to stop. Like, it's like they're buying stocks in radiation medicine. Yeah. Like, they're buying lots of radiation medicine to have on hand. And, like, sure, you could. See they're expanding bunkers right now. Raven Rock is being expanded as we speak by a huge military contract or a huge private contract. Well, um, it I think when you say when you say they though yeah. we're not talking about like uh people at war with other people. Like it's not the Russian people yeah. that are at war with the Ukrainian people. I yeah. was actually reading Rothbard on the plane. I was reading oh, Anatomy nice. of the State that our boy You can you can read? 
believe it or not, <laughs> I read some books on the plane. I really yeah. did. I made yeah. myself. I was like, hey, I got some time. This was on the way there. Mm. On the way back, it was a red eye. I was not reading. But on the way there, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to crack some books. I'm going yeah. to be studious. That's what's up. And so I was reading Rothbard that, again, like I said, my boy lent me. <clears throat> and a big point he made was that when wars happen, even traditionally, like it was kings at war with other kings. Sure. And so the peasants out there tilling the field, they have absolutely zero incentive to fight for these motherfuckers. Right. And so that's why you saw over time the uh, the profession of soldier became really common because it became noble. They psyoped people into being like, no, it's noble. You can make a decent living. Chivalry was a psyop, dude. Oh, hell yeah. And <laughs> uh, nah, what I guess what I'm saying, though, is like they psyop people to fight for the kings. Yeah, yeah, for king and country, dude. Right, exactly. And so that's kind of how we see the military-industrial complex still continuing to exist on just pure capital. Right. And the same with how they recruit people. Hey, we'll pay for your college. We'll give you money after you retire. You know, We'll give you housing. We'll set your family up. It'll be Gucci. Yeah. So, I mean, some of that still exists today. <clears throat> but what it goes to show is that when we talk about the big they, like when we say Ukraine, we're not talking about Ukrainian people because yeah. there's mass protests. Just like in Russia, there are people that are protesting the war in Russia yeah. Yeah. for fear of, uh, in fear of going to fucking prison over protesting. Yeah. Because that's the country they live in. Yeah, and then Ukraine does the same exact thing. Right. They but people who are anti-Ukraine war. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, a really poignant point, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't even know what that word means. I'm sorry if I used it incorrectly. I just heard it used so many times in context clues. No, you're good. That was good. Uh, all right, bet. Roll, roll with it, dude. <laughs> See, but, I'm reading. I've been studious. I have all new right. words. <laughs> I learned some new words. I have the best words. <laughs> I have the greatest words. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, you really have to sigh out people hard to get them to back you. Like, mm. even back to, like, the invention of the soldier, the idea of the soldier as, like, a as like a, a, a profession and something to yeah. do and aspire to is, like, you know, we are just being played. We're being played like fiddles on a string by bureaucrats and technocrats and oligarchs. Yeah. And they psyop people into throwing themselves in the meat grinder, oh, yeah. doing NAFO, dumb soy Cringe. bullshit, Cringe. wanting to go over there and, like, fight this fight. Yeah. For people that don't give a fuck about you. That's what you need to realize is when you're defending Ukraine or Russia or America, or when you defend any state actor, you're defending an abuser. Yeah. It's like, of, no, it's, you're absolutely It's right. like being yeah. a battered fucking woman and yeah. saying, no, he'll change. No, look, look, this might be a black eye and I might be missing a couple teeth, but. They care about us. I'm sorry for a second. I thought you said this might be a black guy. Uh, no. <laughs> No. Yo, actually, <laughs> real quick. That. <laughs> this morning, too, dude, Lewis is so fucking good. Like, when people walk by, because we always pull to the side. Like I say, we pull to the side, we we make him sit down, people pass, and then we go on about our business. He does so well. He's been doing so well that we don't stop anymore, and we can just walk past people. He minds his own business. Yeah. Well, today, this black dude was running up Monument, and he had his hood up, and his dreads were sticking out, and uh -huh. he could barely see his face. It was dark out. Uh-oh. And I thought we were good, right? And Lewis fucking lunged at him. I was Ew. like, damn, I got a racist dog. Oh, no. <laughs> Lewis. I got why? a racist dog. How did he do it? 
I think, though, honestly, though, I was talking to Bay about it. I think he was on edge because he's been freaked out from all the fucking Halloween decorations. He doesn't like them? He doesn't like them, dude. He sees these giant inflatable ghosts. And, and he'll like, like, it's coming at me again. Dude, he will look at me like, bro, you this, really want me to go down this, this block? This one's moving. Yo, there's a creepy like three blocks up. Yeah. Dude, you should drive up up my road that way yeah. a couple blocks and look on the left. Someone has like a giant Slender Man, but oh, it's God. like 18 feet tall. Halloween nerds freak me out, dude. Man. It's a total Halloween nerd. Halloween nerds like those, it's a homemade those Slender people. Man. Like ah, that's like uh, like that McCartney Manor guy. Oh, dude, that's just abuse. That's psychopathy. Yeah, but he's he was a Halloween nerd. That's see, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the problem psychopathy. with these people is they become McCartney Manor. Yeah, don't watch too much Dahmer. They're just normal Halloween. Like, just be normal Halloween people. Have yeah. a little fun. Watch Dahmer once. You don't need to make it your identity. Like, look, I recreated the crime scene from the Vegas shooting in my front yard. Hey, that's something I would do. Yeah, no. Chill, 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 chill. <laughs> I'd be personally attacked. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. But, Way too know, much heat, bro. This is the exact replica of the first Son of Sam murder. Like, you know, it's like that kind of... You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's the kind of bitches that would marry charlie manson you know it's yeah like, yeah they those st- people exist for sure you gotta you gotta admit there's some freakos out there Absolutely. like those freaks with like the weird fucking muscle in their shoulder that doesn't, yeah, that sit, doesn't right. sit right it's fucking no matter what weirdos. they do i'm worried if i get a massage it's going to like explode out of me and kill the asian lady that's giving me the massage is it a muscle or a cyst it's a muscle well, I don't I'm think you worried, have to worry about it it's going to snap out of there and come like a boomerang. Just really? come flying out, dude. It's under so much tension. But you'll do lap pulls. Yes, I will do lap pulls. I can still do... I, they don't... You know what it bothers me? When I do military press. That's when it bothers me. Okay. It's like once the pressure gets up here and it pushes it down, something, yeah. something fucked up happens. But It's that freak body. That <laughs> freak body. <laughs> that, if you... It, that's, that's one of those phrases. That's going on my... Uh, my bumble profile i got a freak body hell yeah but see i was just about to say that's one of those phrases where like you're technically not lying because it could go one of two ways like you got a freak body like you're fucking cut bro it's like or you got a freak body dude like you look like that dude from 300 that was like i can be a spartan uh, yeah yeah i can be a spartan that's that's my energy let me in the phalanx that's that's my energy in the gym for sure yes (laughs) how many sets do you have left (laughs) you know freak body get out of here dude freak body <laughs> go back out get in a locker room <laughs> holy shit what? hell yeah no so yeah this this one is this one this article right here was especially wild because it was an admission by our government that like yeah we do in fact have u.s special forces on the ground now over there which is a sure sign of a war like well so like- this is the new york times openly saying commando network coordinates flow of weapons in ukraine yeah. officials are just outright saying it. <laughs> well because they used to pretend like our involvement like when the moska got hit that big ship there was uh, um one of our like anti-sub ships or something was around there it was some or they got some everyone's pretty sure the only reason they were able to hit the moska with what they hit it with was because they were given like almost exact geolocational data which they, they have no capability to get i'm not surprised so that was like us with our satellites being like hey guys it's right here and then they're just like you know fucking rocket at it like that's it's ridiculous you know like it's ridiculous so i mean and you know they're saying it it's 2022 you can't have a 2022 war and not have memes and war yeah and i'm sure i'm sure it's a different word in ukrainian because the languages like are different they are different 
They sound more like goats. Bliet. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's like a slightly more wise or eyes or something. But um, yeah, like the very concept of them doing that, like when we went to war with Afghanistan, before we went to war, we sent in the special forces over there to coordinate shit for the Northern Alliance. Yeah. Like months before any, like almost the day after 9-11 happened, those guys were already on the ground in Afghanistan with pallets of cash. Yeah. Distributing it out to the Northern Alliance guys, trying to get them in shape to fight and actually get shit done. So that is a blatant precursor to war. Like anyone who's ever watched our glo- our con- global conflicts and little field trips we've taken over the past 20, 30 years, this is how it always starts. It usually starts with special forces, commandos, people going in, yeah. setting up special operations, because that's the thing. You can't, once you start sending in ground troops, you want to have infrastructure already laid. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time you start sending in and you have like, okay, now we need the manpower to carry out these big operations. That's when you bring the grunts in. When you're going in right now, you're probing. That's why that previous article said, you know, British spies were like plotting it. They were probing it before the the attack. Wildest thing because they talked to the guy on the phone. And they were like, did you draw this? And he was like, yeah, I just have to make sure I talk to my boss first before I release anything to you guys. Damn. Like, he was so cool and calm about it. And that's the thing. Now we're seeing commandos on the ground. Yeah. They're outright saying it. New York Times is telling you. This is, I think, like you said, man, it's a blatant precursor to us getting dragged in there. It's not. We didn't get dragged into shit. We fucking literally. Well, took, you're exactly right. Yeah. We, we shoved our foot as far up Ukraine's ass as we could and stepped over a line. You, you know? know what? I think that you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. There's no drag on this one. You know, this but is But that's how they're going to sell it. That's yeah. how they're going to be like, oh, well, good guy America just America has to go has save the day. unfortunately entered the war, just like yeah. we did with Pearl Harbor. Unfortunately, we had to enter the war. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a fucking crapshoot. This video is pretty good because she kind of sums up my beliefs. But um, we we can watch it. It's it's pretty short. It's pretty short. Minute forty. Yeah, let me yeah. get some volume on this. This is this is kind of a capstone on the whole thing. Now, this is somebody from the European Parliament doing this in front of the European Parliament, the EU Parliament. Ukraine is quickly escalating into a wider horror, and from what I can see. Practically nobody in this chamber is doing anything to prevent it. In fact, most people seem to get off on the fact that it's escalating. And at this precise moment, of course, as usual, the voices challenging the rush to war are attacked and silenced, smeared as traitors, cronies, Putin puppets, Kremlin stooges, Russian ages. Frankly, it's pathetic. And I don't make the comparison lightly. But the crudeness and cynicism of these slurs coming from mainstream EU parties might as well have been written by Hermann Goring, who infamously said Mm. that even though people never want war, they can be brought to war with threats and smears. He said, all you have to do, tell them they're being attacked, denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing their country to danger. It works the same every way. Where he led, you are following. This house should be ashamed of this debate. Words are being twisted, meaning subverted, and the truth turned on its head. (coughs) Opposing the horrible madness of war is not anti-European. It's not anti-Ukrainian. It's not pro-Russian. It's common sense. The working class of Europe have nothing to gain from this war and everything to lose. And I find it laughable that those calling for arms to Ukraine Never call for arms for the people of Palestine or for the people of Yemen. Unlike you, I oppose all war. I want it stopped. I make no apology for that, and I'm not going to be scapegoated and labelled for it either. 
The war. <laughs> she like did the mic drop kind of walk off thing. That was sick. <laughs> Bro, I think like you said, I think that perfectly encapsulates like a lot of how we, you know, the both argue, of us yeah, feel about our it. argument on it. Yeah. And uh, I also just have to say real quick, I don't know if the camera can see the TV. Yeah. That chick had some fucking milkers, dude. She did. She got a real subtle. I'm gonna give her face. Face could could be better, but she's got that classic Eastern European potato face. Yeah, she's got the potato face. She got the potato face. I've got a potato face, so like I'm not one to talk. Bro, those those were subtle milkers. She had them peeking out just a a little bit. There, gotta be. Oh, but who was that? She was speaking to EU. Um. Uh, close out the video. It, should, it might tell you right there. What is it? Do, 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 do. Where's her name? Uh, Claire Daly. Yeah, Claire that, Daly. That's yeah. just the person who shared it. No, no, no. That's her. Oh, that's that, her. The person who shared it at the top. Okay. Claire Daly is the video where it came from, from Claire Daly. Well, fuck yeah, yeah. Miss Claire. Yeah. I'm sorry for objectifying your milkers, yeah, but same. you made some great points. Yeah, she's, uh, that's like... I, mean, I, that's I had a, a coomer brain moment. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, that's a that's a poignant moment, like to see. Honestly, it's like still kind of heartening because you I used feel it like, too. You use that word. Yeah, too. God damn it, dude! It's that's it's you know what it is. It's a podcast word. It is. You it's think? a podcast word. It's a word that you use to try and like fill things. Yeah, You're like it's poignant, isn't it? You know, it's indubitable. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, in the <laughs> I'm in the damn hippocampus right now. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Yeah, I mean, it's good to see a remark like that come out from somewhere like an EU parliament where I was pretty much sure they were just like, yeah, we should go along with what America yeah. I was like, just go with it, you know? But also, they're like, fuck, we need gas. <laughs> True. <laughs> I saw True. a thread of some guy like, I'm making this to keep myself warm right now. And it was like three clay pots with a bunch of bolts all screwed together. And they put candles under it. And it's like a pot heater, clay pot heater. And they're still just and, using it to warm beans. Yeah. They're, they're like, just no, warming this is, beans. I'm actually fine. <laughs> <laughs> the other crazy thing, this is kind of, uh, you know, kind of left turn from the war, but still kind of on the same level of you know bullshit the oligarchs pull on us yeah i saw that story you posted on the uncle ted's instagram today i actually had no idea i actually want to pull it up so i don't get the numbers wrong but it was talking about the alex jones defamation yeah yeah so apparently alex jones in his sandy hook defamation has to pay almost a billion dollars which is wild absolutely insane um, so it says right here, Alex Jones has to pay 965 million in the Sandy Hook defamation suit. Now get this, the largest fine that they find anybody during the 2008 financial crisis was 600 or excuse me, 67 and a half million. That's yeah. That's a fraction, and that arguably had a much wider impact on more lives. Absolutely than, it did. Than Sandy Hook did. Well, at least Sandy Hook defamation. Yeah. You know, like Sandy Hook defamation played such a small role. And like, honestly, I mean, the fucking guy who shot up the place is way more responsible than anything Alex Jones said. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously we should be demonizing that person that created the situation in the first place. Sure, yeah. Or, or, you know, whatever orchestrated it. Whatever happened, yeah. Whatever the fuck happened, either way, it pe- was wrong. People and died. Bad. Either way, people died. And so now this guy is getting fined almost a billion dollars just for defamation. Meanwhile, these banking execs are getting a little slap on what? the wrist. They hit, they hit you with one of the seventy million. And, yeah, seventy million. That's bullshit. I also saw 
uh, a little headline. So we have a Google Chrome. And so when you don't cast anything, or I think sometimes it's even on the, 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 the cable box, mm-hmm. but it'll have little news blurbs and it'll give feed. you like a slideshow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a little nature slideshow with like live updates in the bottom. And I saw the other day, bro. So they're coming out with Nobel Prize winners. They're giving like one of the Nobel Prizes to like a trio of economists. And one of them, I believe, is Ben Bernanke. Yeah, fuck so Ben Bernanke is getting a fucking what? Nobel Prize, bro. Oh. Former chairman of the Federal Reserve. <sighs> and was he was he For there what? during 08? Was he there during 08? I'm pretty sure he was the presiding Fed chairman at the he time. He was the guy who came in and tried to fix everything. I think so. I think he was Something the one like immediately that. after the yeah, crash. Yeah, maybe. So he didn't cause it, and now he's getting a fucking Nobel Prize. He basically uh, figured out how to launder money. He was, he was involved in the financial world. He caused it. Oh, of course. Though everybody involved in that world is currently Complicit. the root of the problem. Like, it's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Fucking Nobel like, Prize, dog. Even like, um, oh, God, what was it? The Brit the British stock market was crashing and they tried to start doing what we were doing by like just printing. Oh, yeah. And they only made it two days before they were like, oh, by the way, you guys got like three days before the shit goes fucking south. Yeah. They just like kind of slight slyly told them that they're like, hey, it's about to get real bad because uh, we tried to print and it only fucked things up more because <laughs> we didn't we just can't do it like the Americans do it. Yeah, I just thought it second so... at everything. Brits, take that. <laughs> it's just so fucking we do insane. money laundering better than you. That they just let these bankers, and of course, it, it all comes back to, you know, that classic saying: "The rules are made for the creator." Or excuse me, yeah, the rules are made for the creator of the game. Sure, the house always wins. Casino mm-hmm. analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, of fucking course, bro. Of course, we're going to see these technocrats, these oligarchs, these bureaucrats come out and just absolutely abuse their shit. Yeah, day in and day out, and that's why you need to read your Rothbard. <laughs> I did hear a funny point about the Jones thing. Um, his book is number three on Amazon right now. Really? Motherfuckers are buying that shit up. Which book? What's it about? I think it's a Great Reset book he did recently. Great Reset book? Yeah. They're, they're just doing it to support him, to give him money. I've even been seeing World Economic Forum memes on like mainstream meme pages. Yeah, for sure. Like Worst Buy? Yeah, normies are catching on. I mean, fuck, we're in the we're in the stage of reality where anti-Semitism has been mainstreamed now, bro. <laughs> I don't even know if like because I've been seeing like so many people just like outright just being like, well, if you research enough conspiracies, they all Whoa. go back to one. I'm like, you just, the confidence Whoa. you have, the confidence you have to just post that on the internet. What the fuck? Where have we gone? I don't know, dude. Kanye, Kanye's mainstreamed it now. It's kind of weird. It's it's just weird to be living through that and see that happen. Apparently, he did a podcast with like LeBron or something. Yeah, they did some show. He did a podcast with somebody, and he like double. It was LeBron. It's called the Shop. Yeah, and so he doubled down, and they're just not releasing it. They're like, dude, we're not putting this out. That is so funny to me. Can you imagine him just spurging on LeBron, being like, Nah, man, I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's some jokes. I got the answer. You don't have the answers, LeBron. Make, but I can't make the jokes. I, like, you, but there's some funny. Yes, yeah, some we're doing good. We've been yeah. doing good, buddy. Yeah. We've been doing good. I'm containing myself. We're doing good. But now I feel like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, between the war, everything else, it all kind of centers around, uh, you know, that financial abuse system. Yeah. And it all comes back to programming, programming from birth, which is actually something Kanye talks about a lot. He has those clips. Um, I'll need to post them. I may have posted them on the story already, but um, it's about Kanye talking about like, you know, from birth. 
a kid jumps off the couch onto a coffee table and a parent tells him no. So this is how we live in a simulation because to that kid, before he knew it was a coffee table, it was something he could jump something on. Jump onto. Dang. It was. It was just like it was an object. It was just. A, it was a thing that. I'm existed. trying to get on top of that. And it wasn't until the parent was like, "No, we don't climb on that. That's something we set stuff on." And then the kid's like, "Uh, okay." And then you know he used to feel like Superman. That's what Kanye says. He used to feel like he has his cape on and he can fly when he was jumping on it, but now. He's being programmed into this matrix. And so we have all these micro-programmings that happen to us day in and day out that we're constantly being told what our reality is. Like when I was born, I just kind of thought that like houses and people were just always here forever. And then you learn about geology and biology and there's a timeline and people evolved over time. And and then you learn about all this stuff and then eventually you learn about simulation theory, which you should definitely research. Realizing... You realize some things. <laughs> exactly. Realizing. You have some realizations. But uh, I don't know, man. We're being constantly micro-programmed through everything, even down to the movies and music, because those are those are the most some of the most direct ways we intake stimulus. Is when like you sit down on Netflix or and, you sit down in the movie theater. And the best way to introduce a concept is when somebody's like enjoying something instead of it being yes. like, being preached at. You're not being preached at. That's why people react so poorly to movies that do shit like that. If you're subversive enough, you can drill ideas into people's heads without even having to do it. That's exactly right. And that hints the programming. Yeah. So we, we did our little homework assignments. Yeah, we each assigned each other three movies to watch. Yes. I think I had Don't Look Up, Mandela Effect, and War Hunt, which was probably the War Hunt was probably the most enjoyable out of the Hell three. Hell yeah. Well, I don't know. I laughed pretty fucking hard at Don't Look Up. That one was pretty good. It's silly. It was, was very silly. One. Yeah, and I think you gave me Equilibrium. Sick movie. Moonfall. Crazy movie. Yeah, and what was that other one? Extinction. Extinction, yes. Extinction. Which is also another yeah, crazy movie. I'd say movie. out of those three, I mean, Equilibrium is a classic. Yeah, so you I'd can't go wrong with that. From an actual like movie-based standpoint, I think that was my favorite like overall movie. And I, I've seen it way long ago when i was a kid and it was nice to revisit it with like all the schizo knowledge i have now yeah. and realize things i'm actually taking a gun kata class no shit yeah i'm a gun class i'm a, no i'm not taking i teach the class i'm a gun kata master i'm Chris, i'm christian bale you're rex kwando i'm rex kwando <laughs> yes. but when it comes to the gun thing yeah yeah fuck yeah just like that but uh i will say moonfall actually had a, a pretty dope story that that's probably the one i have the most notes on yeah um, that I'll probably spurg out the most about. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So you said uh, War Hunt was your favorite. Yeah, I just thought it was really funny. I mean, it was you know, it's a, it's an action movie. It's good. And anytime you have like World War II setting, I just enjoy it because of autism. And it, and it's <laughs> one that I've talked about before briefly. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Rourke is funny as shit. Yeah. Just that he's in that with an eye patch, like he was like Big Boss Solid Snake. What's like, like the What's like the main rundown on that? So, what I gathered, you know. It's they're sent behind it, enemy lines or no, the, what is it? The plane crashes. There's that plane that crashes. They need to go find the guys. It's a rescue mission. It's a yeah. rescue mission. A World War II rescue mission Tur- behind enemy but lines. But turns out there might be a little more something to the rescue mission. Starts getting X Files real fast, you know. And they like encounter some Germans in the woods, and this fucking guy's babbling about how he like got his blood taken out of him. So like that ties back to like those Nazi 
soldiers we like the nazi zombie theory yeah like i think it was kind of a play on that but it kind of seemed like it tied in with like weird old germanic magic and stuff and there was that yeah a lot of paganism yeah a lot of of paganism themes like it's it was like i think they meant to kind of do like a nazi occult thing but it became more of like a nazi pagan thing true true you know because i I think but it had kind of that idea where like they were into weird shit and like they would have this kind of shit to like try and win the war yeah you know and this and the dude man had that like freaky book mickey rourke had the weird book that's right the knowledge apparently the other piece of it was in there or something like i'm like fuzzy on it i think i was on mushrooms when i watched it fuck yeah the best time to watch it and but uh you know it's like they ended up they end up in like a monster movie style fight with this witch lady oh yeah which is very odd to me that was a little weird. They it started losing me towards the end because I was just like, "All right, now there's a bunch of blood." Yeah, Mickey there's Rourke basically. Tree. It, he, you find out he sends this group on a fucking suicide mission, basically, to find this piece of his book that he needs to find like some secret witchcraft, to, black like, magic, eternal what, life, I, whatever it was. Some weird. It was like, sh- oh, it was like wasn't whole, his like his daughter dead? He wanted yeah, to bring his daughter to, like, back. Bring his kid back. Yeah, it, it was like weird. it was like a rogue mission that he was doing. Yeah, that like wasn't even like probably sanctioned by the government so that's our black sense. budget we talk about that's yeah. the trillions that go missing before 9-11 yeah he was doing dirty like cia guy stuff that's what they're doing <laughs> he's like i gotta go <laughs> they're chasing zombies listen in the, in i the lost a German very specific woods. tape of me doing something awful and we have to go get it back from this cave in afghanistan and you're gonna do it <laughs> it's exactly what that entire <laughs> yeah. war was yeah <laughs> it was just just to get the cp hard drives <laughs> yeah from I, the kandahar giant the one thing that's I why love... he got murked oh really yeah he was guarding the cp hard drives fuck yeah, yeah. He was their Smaug. <laughs> but uh, no, I really like that movie just because it was like so over the top and quirky. But yeah. that's one of the things that sticks out to me about programming and predictive programming, like as we consider it, is, you know, some people will, you know, some people view predictive programming as you know, stuff that they will leak to us ahead of time so that we're primed for something. So like an alien psyop. Right. They make a bunch of movies about space and aliens to create an entire concept. So that's one angle of predictive programming. I think a newer version that like these intelligence groups have adapted to is meme culture predictive programming where they they normalize things and then they 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 like poke fun at the true things, Such you know. A, yeah, it's kind of like the concept of like you know when you would look at the Bat Boy fucking comics, the Bat yeah, Boy the tabloids. Um, tabloids yeah. That's actually real news, and what you're reading in the New York Times is all fabricated movie script. Yeah, you know. So I see the Bat Boy. It's once. that whole concept. So I think it's like. Uh, you know, this is one of those instances where they're trying to poke fun at like Nazi occult stuff and be like, you know, anyone that talks about Nazi occult shit, the viewer is immediately going to think about this ridiculous, over the top, insane, mimetic movie they saw. Yeah. War Hunt. And immediately when someone's like, hey, you know, Hitler was actually really into esoteric shit and witches and the occult you know someone's like, like i saw that on the tv <laughs> like on the yeah for sure i watched a movie on it, netflix it, about that yeah it creates a sense of absurdism that kind of drives people away from ever kind of thinking oh well you know like shit like that was actually going on which kind of leads to the question like 
Do people still do that kind of weird shit? And I mean, I've read weird, you know, rogue Reddit posts that are like, yo, I work at a hospital where we like reanimate dead corpses. Yeah. So like there's a whole aspect of that War Hunt movie where they were, Hitler was trying to raise a zombie army of undead superhuman soldiers. Right. Um, and they even get like some of the science right, and they like you know they tap into the occult stuff. They use real symbols. Like why is Hollywood using real sigils? They got the Rolodex on it, dude. Yeah, why is Hollywood putting like real spells into like yeah into the movies? screen? Yeah, which it was. I guess you could even say it was a spell itself. Exactly right. Oh. So anyone that watches <laughs> it is becoming like you know Im- imbued with whatever energy is in those sigils. Man, what'd you do to me when you made me watch that movie, man? I don't know. I, you what'd invited you the fucking devil into your house, oh, well. bro. That's you fine. did that a long time ago when you jerked off to fucking Lois Griffin. <laughs> That's when you invited the devil into your home. That was a dark, dark spell. <laughs> that was a dark spell. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, War Hunt was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you watched yeah, it. Yeah, it was enjoyable. No, it was enjoyable. I would probably watch it again, not on Mushrooms, just to completely understand what was going on. So maybe didn't do the homework right for that one. But uh, Nah, dude, honestly, just the fact that you watched it and got to see just how absurd that movie is. Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, it's it's so bad it's good. Yes. It's very B-movie. Those are my favorite kind of things. It's B-movie horror, thriller, action, yeah. World War Two. It's an autist's dream. Yeah, it's the perfect... Pre- Kino cinema. With chef's kiss, just... That's Dennis the Minute. Not quite Dennis the Menace tier, but we're getting there. <laughs> oh, dude. shit. We're getting Not there. Dennis the Menace tier. <laughs> Not live action Dennis it's the Menace tier. It's a fucking callback, bro. <laughs> but... Um, also, I can't believe your fucking brother, like a week ago, sent a picture to the group chat of you putting applesauce on a pizza. Like a week ago, you can't believe that. Still doing it. That you know what? You in some way? No, you know what? No, because I nothing, was gonna say, I thought nothing you were, surprises nothing me, surpri- dog. No, applesauce on pizza apparently does. No, nothing surprises <laughs> me, dog. I'm just, I'm, I'm post outrage. Uh, you know it. You seem know pretty me. outraged about the applesauce. I um, do actually. I'm. <laughs> I'm oddly outraged about that in particular. <laughs> that's the only thing that bugs me in this world. Nuclear war? Eh, no big deal. Applesauce on pizza, that's a war crime. <laughs> Pretty much. Yo, we need Nuremberg you're gonna, 2.0. You're ship me out to the fucking Hague, For your dude. dietary habits. Ship me out to the Hague. <laughs> it's over for me. Well, yeah, I guess... Um, you want to do one of yours? Yeah, we'll do... Uh, I guess we'll roll through Extinction real quick because that was one... <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. Smoker's cough. Don't be like me, kids. Uh, that was one I realized I did watch, I think, during pandemic. Because yeah, during the pandemic, during the first lockdown, I got so hammered and watched almost everything on Netflix. Yeah. I would just Sounds come home right. from work and just rack an entire fucking case of natty. And then be like... <laughs> and just be like, what's on the TV? Ooh. What's on Netflix? I- so... It was just, it was one of those things to where I think that was another one where they try to normalize, like, the alien psyop. I'll be honest, I weed-napped halfway through and didn't finish it. Is that the one where it turns out it's the police the whole time? It's like the army. So the army like, stage... the guy who played Luigi corners one of them and, like, rips his mask off, and they're like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I was watching, and I, I had been taking some notes, and, you know, I feel like it... it they shoehorned the visions in there. Yeah. I don't really think the visions had much to do with the main plot of like... Well, I almost thought it was from a standpoint that they were like beaming it into his head. 
They could have been. It like, could have been Havana That's kind of how I looked at it. That's kind of how I looked at it when I saw it. I was like, no, they're like beaming that shit into his head. Honestly, I think he was just vibrating really high. He was on a... He He's could, a light warrior, and he knew it was coming. He, he was, was a, a guardian warrior. of the looking yeah, glass. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's a guardian. Yeah, dude. But, um... Nah, it, it was just crazy to me that, like... Again, they, they push all these Hollywood movies with, like, legit actors, and they're cranking them out on Netflix and all these streaming services, and they can do CGI, like, video game quality CGI that looks like a city getting destroyed, and, you know, like, alien stuff's cool right now, it's hip, it's in, everyone played Halo, sci-fi is very chill, everybody kind of likes that, and so it's very easy to push all this stuff and, and push it out there, and it's almost laughing in our faces when at the very end, it's the M. Night Shyamalan twist of like, hey, fuck you. It was the army the whole time. And we got your asses. We liquidated you motherfuckers. Yeah. That's like, what I people, always think. Like Innocent people just burnt to the ground. Yeah. I always think like, I don't think if an alien invasion came in that form, like, I don't think it would be some kind of like, oh, they're just introducing them to us. It's like, no, nah, it's going to be a liquidation event. I would think. I mean, I know that's like doom, doomsayer shit, but like... Yeah, I think it would honestly depend on the race. It would honestly, yeah. because like there's probably a shit ton of parasitic aliens. Like, I think yeah. Star Trek is real. Like, <laughs> like Star Trek up... is probably real. Yeah. They're we... Where there's good ones and there's bad ones. There's right. some that are like ascended and they're like, yo, like, let's be chill. Let's all be light warriors. Let's yeah. all be breatharians. Let's all sun our assholes. Yeah. Let's all just do the shit right. And they're all liver kings. Have you heard of Wim Hof? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we put him here to teach you. He's like, what if Wim Hof is actually the second coming? Like, it turns out he's Jesus. He's he does have some Jesus coming vibes. On I don't know. But yeah, that one's crazy. I feel like that one's just like a direct... Uh, Extinction is a direct Project Bluebeam. Mm -hmm. Like, programming in your face. Uh, it makes it laughable when someone yeah. tells you about Bluebeam, when you're the crazy guy that's like, let me tell you about this thing where there's a staged government alien invasion. They're like, dude, I saw that on Netflix. What are you, yeah, retarded? when you're deep in the scaring the hose phase. You know, exactly. It's like, then they're like, no, that it's it's to fight back against the scare the hose moment. That's why they put this crap out. Make you look like a crazy person. For sure. Yeah. So let's see. I uh, Mandela Effect. That one's a little on the I'm nose. doing it in the order that I watched him in. So Mandela Effect was um that was kind of cool. It was a real mind bender, you know. Like I they didn't tell you the dude's like you kind of guessed the dude's daughter died, but they didn't really like present it as that. Like it's just like weeks later. Yeah. And then like so he I guess his coping mechanism was to get really into conspiracy theories. <laughs> Um, of his daughter being dead, you know, and then like he just like suddenly starts noticing, which is like a thing. He, yeah, sure. Like you pour yourself into something after a traumatic event. I could totally see that happening, and, and especially with something like a conspiracy rabbit hole, it's enticing. Just like we and, talked about earlier with the content, yeah. it's designed to suck you in. When you, you watch yeah. those conspiracy videos, it's compelling. It's very compelling. Very compelling. Because I, I think when you and I think I almost blame regular media and like regular culture for that because there's such a thing of like not asking questions that when you're suddenly presented with things that ask all these weird questions you've never thought. Yeah. Or maybe like you thought them, but you're like, that's nuts. <laughs> you're like, you get fucking pulled in. Like you get pulled the fuck in. That's kind of the danger. Like that's kind of the danger of the schizo thing. You know, it's like you have to kind of at least be somewhat rational. On some you, level. you can go a little too far. Yeah. You can 100%. go whole hog. Yeah. Whole hog. Not good. So, like, this guy went whole hog and starts losing it, you know, and, like, kind of, like, 
oh, the, you know, it's, it had all the classic Mandela tropes of like Bernstein bears and yeah. all that stuff, you know? So the it's kitschy like, shit. it was like kitschy stuff to be attractive, but then it like became even stranger as he like finds that doctor that like, you know, and, and I, I thought the machine was interesting. Oh, the supercomputer. The, the supercomputer. It was a quantum computer. Yeah, like I thought that was interesting because they're introducing the concept of quantum computers. Like a lot of people don't know, like they do have those right now. Oh, absolutely. And they do things. Those quantum. Uh, some people could even theorize that maybe some of these, like that's kind of what the movie was inferring is that like the quantum computers fucking shit up. Well, and it's also uh, a lot of these financial people. Like when you watch Hypernormalization, that Adam Curtis doc, yeah. they talk about that big computer that that firm used. Yeah. That's probably a quantum computer. Like uh, Watson? No, not Watson. It was some firm. They had like a supercomputer that they called it. Okay. That was like running all this data. And that's when they figured out that like data should run the financial. Oh. You know, data should like lead everything we do yeah we're not making decisions anymore we're like running algorithms yes that's when that kind of flipped and i'm sure a lot of these yeah and they even introduced you know cern it's like it's almost like fortune telling but they brought cern into the movie too and that's where i think like the quantum angle comes in because personally i'm not trying to spurg right now but spurg well i'm not gonna spurg i'm just gonna say that like quantum and simulation theory are very intertwined quantum is a materialist view i was gonna say isn't that one you don't like quantum is the one i don't really like because they take they observe simulation theory and instead of just seeing it for what it is they put their spin on it they try to take newtonian laws and and, and einstein relativity and they're taking all this flawed past history and trying to apply it to like the simulation that we're actually starting to like peel back the veil on. Right. And they're saying, no, we're trying to look at the simulation through a materialist perspective. That's how you get quantum because they're talking about subatomic particles like bosons, the Higgs boson, the God particle the Higgs bosom, but they're looking for things, quarks, up quarks, down quarks. Yeah. They're looking for material. That's why it's materialism. They're looking for <coughs> things instead of looking at the energy that's staring them in the face and realizing that's all it fucking is. Yeah, yeah. But I'll digress. All I'm saying is that... I follow. Yeah, all I'm getting at is that these quantum computers kind of link in with the CERN thing because CERN, they're claiming they found the Higgs boson, but really they're just pushing the materialist PSYOP. Mm -hmm. And that quantum computers and CERN, they know the simulation and they're fucking with it and actually that's what's causing the timeline shifts. That's why we had all those memes and jokes about, oh, they're turning CERN back on. Yeah. More Mandela effects. So much in, so much energy and intention around that little short period as well, wasn't it? I was like, the, that was another thing I was talking about with, um, oh God, like when you were talking about how beginning of the pandemic, you went home and watched everything on Netflix and that was another ritual everyone did. Sure. Um, Tiger King everybody, was a ritual. Tiger King was a ritual. Uh, had to be contagion being re-released was a ritual had to be like you know it's it, it can't not be at this point you know it's like they had everyone watch well, you know what everyone it was watch that shit i think contagion was the ritual and tiger king just happened to get released yeah and everybody's monkey brains was like Ooh. yo tiger king is way more chill <laughs> hey, look dude you take one look at joe exotic and tell me you don't want to know what he's up to i can't believe bay bay will not watch it she That's, refuses to she's a she's a contrarian they might be impervious to propaganda i don't know I don't know about that one. Certain forms of it, at least. I don't know about <laughs> that one. Certain forms. She's immune to Tiger King propaganda. She is at least. not immune to Taco Bell propaganda. Oh. Get a nice quesadilla. I love you, baby. Please Get don't nice leave me. Quesadilla. I love you, baby. If you're listening, I didn't mean it. She doesn't fucking listen to this, dude. She fucking hates it. <laughs> too based. Uh, Way too based for too her. Too based for the bay. But, um, 
Yeah, I just I liked it a lot. It, it it was crazy when it got into the middle port where like everything just turned into Tron for a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I mean, I was high as shit, you know. Right, like, of course. Oh my god, <laughs> like what's going on in this movie now? And but it did make me very happy that like you know there was a there was that moment of joy where you're like, oh, he did it. He got he got himself swapped back into his timeline with the mm-hmm. other guy. Yep. You know, but action reaction always wife gets swapped. Now wife's cuckoo and evil and like saying shit to the kid like, you're not supposed to be here because she came from where the kid was dead. That's you right. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. like, ah, my life or is- no, excuse me. I guess he swapped his daughter back into the timeline he was in. Oh, true. Is right. what happened because yeah. he's like, he knew she was dead, but he's like, he's glad she's back. Yeah. He's like, fuck yeah. Like she's not going here. And then the wife's just like, like losing her fucking shit. That was insane, man. Ooh. That shit, like, that movie took you on a ride, dude. It does. Highs and lows. I love that they, they're they mainstreaming, uh, either for better or for worse. See, that's the thing, because schizos like us watch it, and it's like, see, they're talking about quantum computers, and they're talking, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, again, Bay is going to be like, <laughs> Mandela Effect, that crazy fucking movie I saw. Yeah. It's just that constant normalization of, like, Fuck you. Much like in Moonfall, that movie I watched, the entire point of that fucking movie was that the conspiracy theorist was right. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was kind of the final message, wasn't it? That was kind of like the whole fucking point of the movie. Yeah. Was that there's a there's a hollow structure on the moon. Yeah. Right? More space propaganda where now they're bleeding. We're like, ooh, the moon's fake. Yeah. The moon's not. Now we've got you there. Now we've I got... actually wrote down Congratulations, crazy... you've arrived to the yeah. new PSYOP. <laughs> So this is the one yeah, I let's actually... Let's go with your notes. Let's go with the... I love that you got a little book, too. I That's actually great. wrote That's notes on, on, awesome. on these. Um, so Moonfall so opens with Apollo 11 <coughs> and more space indoctrination. One of the lines, I had to write it down. It was so insane. Ooh, excuse me. A chick said, yeah, please help yourself. Said, I could have had my honeymoon in space or in Italy. But Italy doesn't beat this view. And she's like looking out the ISS. Yeah. She's like looking out the space station. I'm like, corny ass shit. You're in low Earth orbit, you dumb bitch. Like, you're not even in space. Um, so then a giant thing burrows into the moon, which kind of sets the stage for like a thing intervening, right? Yeah. So it's like there's a structure on the moon, or maybe it's burrowing like Bugs Bunny style, or like it's getting, it He's has going to get Albuquerque. right? He's going out. Yeah. You don't really know that the moon's hollow aside from the fact that one of the main characters just keeps spouting it. But like this thing burrows in and you're like, oh shit. So now there's aliens. There's all this technology, yada, yada, yada. So then the crazy guy has the dots. The conspiracy is the one he's always proven right. Yeah. That's like the whole fucking point. He's very right? confident in his theory. So he's shunned, proven right at the end, but he's given this little tour, right? Yeah. He's posing as like a professor and he's giving these kids a tour in a museum. Yeah, yeah. And I he's love hitting them with facts. He's hitting oh, them yeah. with straight bars. This in the movie, straight up, they're just like, Yeah, the moon is four hundred times the size and four hundred times the distance from Earth. So that's exactly how it, it like and like the rotation and everything's exactly the same. Like that's why we only see one side of the moon. It's perfect. It's the perfect size of it. And it's the exact distance away for the perfect lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Like what are the astronomical odds of like an eclipse? Yeah, that, that on its to the face sun? is insane. And then look at throughout history, how many cultures have like worshiped eclipses. I mean, it's been a big fucking deal. Goddamn sun worshipers. Yeah. Um, so then he said there was another time they, 
they actually detected he's still giving this tour and he's talking to kids. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, did you he's know? He's pilling these children. Yeah, he's pilling them. He's like, yo, did you know NASA dropped like a lunar lander? They like dropped a capsule on the fucking moon and their seismic meters like picked up like activity like for a mad long duration. Yeah. Which meant that it was hollow and it rang like a bell. Yeah. Boom. And it just kept yeah. vibrating, right? Yeah. So he's pilling these kids. He's wigging. Um, and then the crazy part is that, like, obviously this thing that has burrowed into the moon starts fucking with the axis and the whole thing. It actually starts, like, barreling towards Earth and, yeah. like, causing, like, you know. It puts it puts its trajectory off by just enough that it begins being captured by Earth's gravity. Yeah and, yeah, and it starts causing all these, like, natural disasters, tsunamis, fires, floods, all this crazy a lot shit, of, a lot hurricanes. Of CG destruction. So this is some of the other like most interesting stuff that I gathered out of it beyond the space indoctrination. They actually like did some good commentary on, um, you know, like the news was depicting riots, looting, and like all kinds of just tomfoolery during natural disasters. Right. Which is exactly what I think would happen if there was like a cataclysmic, like we look at looting during George Floyd riots. Bro, imagine That's if they were like, child's hey, play. we're going to fucking die in two days. Right. Everybody. Everyone. Everyone's dead in two days. I mean, it's within, be within chaos, the first right? hours, actually, it would be complete chaos. Um. Uh. That's a little separate thing. I'll come back to that. Here's what I was going to get at. So there's a scene where a guy runs out of gas and he runs out of the gas station. He pulls a fuck ton of money out of the, the register. Mm -hmm. And he's like, look, man, we're fucking set. Like, look at all this money I yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's filling up gas and he goes, what the fuck are you going to use that for, idiot? It's worthless. Yeah. And he's like filling up on gas and water and real shit. And I think that's like a real commentary on like when shit hits the fan, this money, all this Federal Reserve nonsense no we talk. It's, it's all bullshit. The it doesn't matter right now, matter, technically speaking. Well, and that's the thing. The only thing that's going to matter is water. Hard goods. Bullets. Mm -hmm. Food. Come on now. Water is going to be worth more than gold. That's why all those boomers pouring their money into gold. Dude, when shit really hits a fan... Them bars ain't gonna do shit for you, doggy. Yeah, no, ain't gonna do shit for all. you. Um, and there's another uh, scene where a gun neutralizes a situation where like somebody rolls up and tries to rob them. Yeah, and then they kind of play along, and then a guy pulls a gun back, and then they're like, "Okay, okay," and back down. And yeah. that's another comment on just like you know, guns will neutralize the situation. Like there's this whole demonization around them, but when you're in those situations, you don't want someone to run up on you and have the upper hand. No. You need a neutralizer. You, you need something Tarkov. to level the playing field. Got to know how to play Tarkov. Yeah, IRL. Right. <laughs> um, so this other thing, just a couple other like random like points that stuck out to me as like poignant. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a one line. <laughs> this is one guy. This guy says, what are you not telling me? You have Q level clearance. And I'm like, why did you shoehorn that phrase in there? Oh, my God. You have Q-level clearance. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Q. <laughs> but, like, why, again, like, why is that shoehorned in? Yeah, it's, like, it's probably not even, like, a real clearance level. They just did that because it's, like, makes well, it sound more conspiratorial. It actually is a real clearance level. Uh, okay. It is top secret. But it's one of those things that was never, known, that was, like, never common vernacular yeah. until the PSYOP happened. Right, right. So, like, they just shoehorned it into this dialogue to kind of like remind everybody of like, oh, Q's a thing. There is, like, don't and, never yeah, there's all, yeah, there's guys who've 
have who have immense level clearance who yeah have, like, control of the biggest things and there's also a scene where they just kind of further like even while and this is kind of this was real uh actually profound the way the scene stuck out to me because <coughs> you know i'm always talking about how they laugh in our face about shit mm-hmm. so even when they make an entire movie about the conspiracy theorist being right they still have to dig and like make conspiracy theorists look dumb still. Sure. And slovenly. And even the character. Yeah. He was Samuel Tarley. Yeah, it was Samuel Tarley, yeah. So, but it's him with like a scraggly beard and like, you know, serial killer glasses. He looks like Edmund Kemper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they have to continue the psyop of even though he's right, they're still slobs. And, look at him. <laughs> yeah. So there's a scene where um, guys like, hey, look, we got the best and brightest in here. And then the camera pans to like some hillbilly like drooling and he's asleep. And like that's an obvious dig to yeah. just be like, even though you're right, you're still just an ugly fucking hillbilly. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. they put it in the movies to I don't know, it's very it's very sneaky and subtle. And Tropes you have are to be sinister. Yeah, and you they have be to be sinister. super schizophrenic to pick up on that shit. Yes, of course. Yeah. They're taunt they taunt us every day. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, I took some other notes back to the moon. Uh, it turns out that the moon is actually like an arc reactor. So what that means is it's that Halo. it's Halo. Yeah. <laughs> they figured out how to harness the power of a star and use it as it was basically a base for a previous civilization that had seeded Earth. Yeah. They were Prometheus. It was a proto-humans, yeah, yeah. right? And the, 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 the Aryans, the Agarthans, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Take so they were on the moon, actually, before they were in Agartha. They were hanging out. Before Hollow Earth, there's Hollow Moon. Mm-hmm. And they were there, and then obviously this, like, nasty... I'll, hold on, I'll get there. All right. I'll, I won't... Uh, I'm Spurgeon, see? I need to, I need to stop myself. <laughs> they, they, they say that <clears throat> their civilization learned how to harness the power of a star. Right. And I've talked about the Fermi paradox. So that is the one where they talk about, you know the likelihood of there being civilizations. Well, he lays out different types of civilizations. And I think there's like a type one, type two, and a type three. I think we're a type one because like we get some energy from our sun, but mostly like it's all local resources. We get oil, you know, wind, all that kind of shit. So like we are harnessing the energy and our local resources. Then there's like type two. I'm probably mislabeling them. Mm -hmm. I should pull it up because I'm Jamieing now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm Spurging, so I'm not gonna. There's another type where, uh, like they they've like kind of harnessed the energy of something, and then there's another type where they fully harness the energy of the sun. And so he basically lays out different types of civilizations and how advanced they would be. Right. And obviously, an extremely advanced civilization is one that can harness the power of an entire star. Sure. Which is allegedly what these moon folk did. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was interesting how it tied into the Fermi paradox and Enrico Fermi, his thoughts. Definitely read about him if you don't know about yeah, him. Yeah. His thoughts on aliens. Um, so the being is an ancient alien tech. Yeah, AI ran it. Oh, that's the note I had. AI ran it. So, so it was like an out of control AI, basically. Yeah, so this monster that basically burrowed into the uh, moon was AI that got out of hand from these proto-humans. Yeah. And is now roaming the fucking galaxy, you know, fucking And it was waiting for one that. of the arcs to activate. And yeah. it's like, ah, motherfucker, we found it. Exactly. So 
they're shoving a lot in your face with like ancient Atlantic, you know, Atlantean Atlantis theories. Yeah. They're shoving that in your face. The hint of like seeded society. Seeded like, society is yeah. kind of along with the alien yeah. trilogy and all that shit. Yeah. Prometheus. So I don't know. The programming is there to, to, to kind of shove in your face. Like, Hey, these theories are out there and we're making a movie about it. There might be something to it. At the end of the day, it could just be a good fucking fanfic and a good story. Yeah. You never know. They could just be trying to make a buck. Uh, but it, we always talk about Hollywood being super sinister. There's always something else going on, you know? Yeah, and I mean, the, the movie came off as incredibly goofy to me. Like, at parts. Like, the Elon Musk shoehorning shoe yeah. in. Like, it was just wild. I like, And it was just... It, it felt like a... Felt like an edgy version of I fucking love science, right? You know, yeah. Well, I did have one last or two last like quick notes that I thought were really interesting. This is the one I had the most notes on. Uh, I won't spurg on the other as hard, but uh, <clears throat> there was a scene where the moon's source code materializes a vehicle for the guys to get away on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think what that proves is like they're signaling that. This is a simulation, and that AI can materialize something in reality. That yeah. we're in a program. Okay. That like the fact that like a thing, a thing that these quote unquote real people got on yeah, just and magi- used just magically materialized yeah. because an AI did it. I think that's kind of like in your face simulation theory shit. Yeah, for and sure. And then um, at the very very end, the conspiracy guy gets his wish. He gets absorbed into the moon's consciousness. So they kind of hint at the whole downloading consciousness thing. Transhumanism. Transhumanism. That's exactly right. So that movie had a fuck ton in it, which is why I had to get really stoned. I can see why you brought the thing out. See, honestly, you kind of touched on things that I didn't even really pick up because first time I saw it, I was on mushrooms. True. Uh, I'm detecting a theme here. You definitely like to watch movies on mushrooms. Usually it ends up happening. Like, this is going to be goofy as fuck. Instead of popcorn, you (laughs) reach for the fucking golden teacher. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know, it it was... uh, it just like lost me halfway through. I think I already said like my coworker was raving about it, and then I watched it. I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, like what the fucking hell is that? <laughs> like, it, was, it seems like a hodgepodge of shit, but I think because you recommended it to me, I was definitely watching with intent. Yeah, well, I knew from the exact moment where he did like the pilling on the kids, I was like, "Oh." He- a is gonna love this. He's yeah. gonna love this. You have to call me uh what I say, Red Tail now. Uh, oh yeah, excuse I'm me, Red Tail. Red Tail Hawk now red that tail, I've come red back tail from the Hawk Bigfoot man. Uh I'm Red Tail, formerly known as Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um I don't know. I was watching it with intent though, and that's kind of the the I guess the thing behind the programming is that when you first watch things, you you don't analyze them deeply. Right. Like, I went into that as a first-time watcher being like, I'm taking notes, I'm pausing, I'm, you know, it was one of those things. But to sit down and watch it for entertainment's sake, a lot of that's going into you subconsciously. Sure. And all those jokes about ragging on conspiracy theorists, even though they're right, they're still slobs and they're yeah. gross and yeah. unfuckable. Don't I know it. <laughs> don't, I, don't I know it, but... um. Yeah, no, and then, so, Don't Look Up, I thought was just, like, a really good piece of satire of just kind of our general culture. For sure. Like, I think the programming could be inferred from it, but it felt like more like what people were projecting onto it of, like, the idea of, like, 
the ash like the very climate of what they were representing was like the asteroid kind of was supposed to be climate change i guess well that, I, that's what i think a lot of people gathered you from know it. and i guess that was that's kind of the programming angle is that it made them all connect it with that right you know it it's, made like i didn't really connect it there myself you know, I just some kinda, people think it was also fascism involved because of like you know they had a Trump esque character. Yeah, it it was definitely making a lot of social commentaries on stuff, but I don't think, you know, I just don't think the idea of like, I don't think it was as predictive programming. I think as I thought, because it just felt like it was kind of just trying to lampoon something. Yeah, I think you that know? was more of that angle of uh, normalization. Yeah, and poking fun at things. Yeah, it definitely normalized like because like. A lot of stuff they're talking about, you're like, it's actually that fucked here, though. Yeah, like you're like, watching it, like, haha, we're laughing. We're Nero yeah, playing whole, the fiddle it, as Rome It's just burns. a mirror. It yeah. was a mirror, and they went, <laughs> like, you yes. know, and just held a mirror up in front of you. Laughing and then you're like, in your face. Like, you know, you're just making yourself, you're over here, Joker laughing at yourself. And, like, it's like, no, shit's actually that fucked, though. Like, mm-hmm. it did, it was meant, and I think that was kind of the whole idea of it being satire. But, like, it's on a more sinister level because it's like, well, no, that would be funnier if it wasn't really the case. It wasn't so like, painfully Because you're not sat, you're not, it's not really satire because you're actually telling it how it is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's not so much satire as it's just like a cruel joke. Yeah, because they did a little bit over the top for sure. Yeah. Of course, they had to do a little over the top. But, I mean, as you're watching it, like I mentioned, when I, you know, recommended it to you, yeah. it's one of those movies where I think. It's a it is a good piece of cinema. It is like an actual like well made coherent, movie. you know. It, yeah, it's yeah. good. They have good actors yeah. that do a good job. It's a good movie, but you can kind of glean anything you want from it. You can kind of put any lens on it. It could right. be fascism, it could be communism. I'm sure right wingers looked at it as like, Oh, that's wokeism. Yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. It that's like, trans people. Well, I you think know, you, you can put anything I on it. I think if you make a good enough film, like people everyone can kind of attribute their own thing to it. If it's a good enough movie, you know, like everyone will step away with a different message as opposed to it just being like, oh, this is just social commentary. So what was the message of Talladega Nights? Fucking go fast, turn left. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, dude? Hell yeah. If you ain't first, you're, you're last, last baby. dude. Go fast, turn left. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, you're right. That that one. Now that I think about it, it really isn't as much uh, predictive well, programming. It, but it, it kind of is. It kind of is with like kind of again. Like it's it's predictive programming in the sense that it made people who were kind of already psyoped kind of attribute it to whatever psyop they believe in. Sure. So I could see it being predictive programming. Like that. It's like more like reinforcing views, you know. But I did like the kind of white pill at the end, where the only thing that mattered at the end was the family. Yes. That was good. That was good. I'd say that's good predictive programming. That's good. Any way you slice it, it's programming. Yes. Yes, very much so. I think that's definitely the big takeaway. And I think that was like, that was an interesting little moment, the way like, because, you know, he was philanderous the whole movie, fucking that news bitch, you know, which was like, I, that was funny. That that chick was like wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like trying to like fight his life and shit. Oh my god, it was buck wild. Yeah, I mean it was a funny fucking movie. And uh, but like him going back at the end, even though they're all about to fucking die having a dinner together and acting like nothing's wrong yep i mean that's brilliant honestly yeah yeah and that's kind of like again that's kind of how fucked everything is you know and that's what we advocate for week after week baby yeah, have yeah. fun and love god have fun and love god man and i think that's yeah that was a good little tie up yeah um yeah and the last movie i watched was equilibrium you know it was it was something i'd seen as a kid but yeah. 
back then, you know, science fiction, it was science fiction. Yeah. Now that it's 20 years later, as an adult living under the current regime, mm -hmm. things seem a lot more uh like ominous now like i'm watching this and it doesn't seem that far off well, like it's, it's turned itself into a piece of predictive programming reality caught up with it reality manifested into the the material exactly right and there's some argument to that where like you know the idea of relativity and space-time bending and stuff that was actually in a sci-fi book before einstein said no it's real and, like, time dilation and shit. Yeah. Like, even our idea of, like, what a spaceship would look like and stuff, like a like an out, like an alien spacecraft, that was all written about before it was ever, like... Yeah, before you ever saw depicted. it. ...depicted. Yeah. So, it is one of those things to where art shapes reality and, and media and that kind of thing. It's part of the Collective programming. unconscious. Exactly right. And so, I think this dystopia movie where, you know, I guess the... the, the the rundown of the movie is it's this weird dystopia where they've outlawed emotions. Yeah. And they have this police force where they round people up for sense offense. And it's people who don't take their mandatory daily drugs that suppresses their basic human just empathy. Yeah. And so, you know, this guy, he's a sense offense police officer. And he starts not taking his pill, and he starts feeling, and he's like, oh, I'm such a bad boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Christian Bale, he's so hot. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just one of those movies where, you know, I'm looking at things. I'm trying to take notes, and I'm like, every two seconds, I'm having to stop because it's like mandatory, uh, mandatory medicines. SSRIs. Well, even down to the fucking... You know, we talked about the World Economic Forum talking about the uh, capsules that will, like, alert a person when you've taken your meds. Yeah, and they would know if you didn't take what your What the dose. fuck? What else would that be for unless it wasn't for something, some shit like that to, like, completely dull you and yeah. make you a zombie? For sure. Um, and there's so much in that movie now looking back as an adult. Like, even The Giver. I watched The Giver with Bay not too long ago. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's not too far off. That's, no. The Giver is, like, equilibrium light. Mm -hmm. The giver is just equilibrium without the guns. For sure. Without the badass yeah. guns and fighting. But I think the whole like kind of dystopia thing about, uh, you know, everyone having the same experience. That's really what it's about. You know, I kind of ranted about that on the last episode about, you know, when you're in the canyon or you're doing like a niche activity, everyone has a shared experience and everyone has similar goals, you know? Right. And I think that was the ultimate thing of like, this movie, it's almost, one could even argue, like an ultimate communist regime where everyone has equity. Yeah. Not only down to the food rations, the money you make, and the shit like that, but like your, your lived experience, everyone has the same. Right. It's the same shared experience of you don't feel dick, dude. Mm -hmm. You're a fucking robot. You're just existing none of that matters you're just a cog in the machine take your pills shut the fuck up oh and we'll get a notification if you don't take those pills yeah. and then we'll send the sense offense police to come get you and see you to guantanamo bay well and it's the idea that as long as they all keep adhering to it none of them will realize that it's like not a good thing right like they don't that realize that they're all being like essentially being controlled exactly like they just think it's like they're doing their duty which is like i mean again a perfect parallel for like a lot of the shit that goes on here you know yeah it, it went from predictive programming to like oh fuck oh no 
Wait. No. <laughs> Go back to when this was just a dream. Yeah. You yeah. know? And people even talk about, again, I don't read. I'm illiterate. But like Brave New World and shit like that. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty kind of close to that. Very, very dystopian. I feel like a lot of those like stories, I, I feel like the evil guys almost like use it as a blueprint. Yeah. It's like, no, stop. No, it's you, like, no, this is supposed to stay you, fiction, guys. You know Huxley actually wrote like a counterpoint to that book called The Island? What was that? Of uh, To the counterpoint to like 1984. The Island was like the opposite society. Of, to 1984 yeah, or Brave New World? Uh, oh, Fuck, Brave New World. Sorry. I'm sorry, you said Huxley. I just wanted yeah, to make sure the island my was, illiterate brain the had The island that right. was like a fucking the antithesis of Brave New World, I believe. And like, um, it's like an isolated island separate from society where they all have like a harmonious life. And it was like, I guess it was Why kind don't of, more people read that one? Because it's not as popular as Brave New God World. God damn it, because I know. It's not in the curriculum. I asked Bay. I was like, Bay, she was like, yeah, I read that in school. Yeah. I read Brave New World the in school. The island's like, not part of the curriculum. They should make people read the island. The island's Maybe good. everyone would be cool. The island's really good. I just discovered it randomly one day and read it. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually, a, it's a better book. Yeah. But it also shows like that it's it's kind of almost anti-utopian. as what, They're kind of both anti-utopian. Because Brave New World's presented as a utopia. Well, maybe the Buddhists had it right all along yeah. and just life is struggle, baby. Yeah. Could be. I like struggling. I'm struggling. You need to struggle, struggle in the gym. Sh- <laughs> you need to come with me in the morning, right. dude. I'm going to text you. You, <laughs> you need to fucking come with me, dog. 